You are listening to the Miguel Sanchez World Podcast. I created this podcast to help people make their ideas reality. So while you're listening, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe wherever you love listening to podcasts. Also, check out the link in the description to join our Facebook group where our community helps each other create multiple revenue streams. Enjoy the show. Today, what I'm going to talk about is some of the startups that, that we're working with at Metabronx. Some may jump on, but the idea about today's episode is to to start just talking about the technology opportunity during this COVID thing and, you know, how to look at opportunities like that and, and hopefully have some that are working on projects now join us and talk about those projects. So where I start to think about this COVID situation and, and what is going on, I start to see opportunities everywhere. So one opportunity is in healthcare. We, we our last show we spoke about with Ivan, what he sees being in a healthcare, he's a healthcare worker and in health insurance side. And right now, what, what we are seeing is that there's a whole bunch of problems with society. And what technology does is technology looks at problems and solves them in a more efficient manner and a more scalable manner. So it makes more money. So for instance, right now, Instacart, which is the primary way people are going shopping. If you're not going into a store yourself, Instacart was ahead of its time by creating its technology. And now it's, it's reaping that reward. What happens in the next pandemic versus what um, we see now is going to be based on people taking what they saw now and creating technology solutions around them. So like, for instance, we're working with a few startups that are trying to do that. They're looking at situations in nursing, for instance, nursing is a, a big, going to be a big need, right? People are going to be sick. You don't want to go to the hospital people that there's already a shortage of health workers in the hospitals. So there's just startups doing that. Of course, there's live streaming. All these people are now figuring out, you're talking about the entire DOE now is on streaming platforms, trying to figure out how to give their courses to the students. So I was an entrepreneur working on something like that. I'm going to text him right now. So you can jump on this, but basically what I've been seeing is there's huge opportunities. So what, how do you take advantage of a huge opportunity when you see it? First step is figuring out what type of people you will need for the, to, to take advantage of it. So a lot of times you may need, let's say you're the idea person, but you're not a developer. You may need a developer. You may need a salesperson. You may need, so the, the three people that start up investors, and of course it's not only about technology, but just in general, they say you need a hustler, a hacker, and a visionary. So visionary is the idea person, the person that can see the problem, see the solution. The hacker is the person that's going to code together the, the solution. And the visionary and the, the hustler is the person that's going to sell the solution. Sometimes there's three, three people in one, but most times you're going to need, you're probably not as good of a visionary or a hustler, but you're the hacker or you're the hacker, but vice versa. So what I've been seeing and what I've been doing recently as a person that advises a bunch of startups is I've been showing them this book called the Sli slicing pie. So you should check this book out. I'm going to put a link in the description. Slicing pie basically allows you to figure out how to bring people in fairly into your idea. Because a lot of times what the first step is I have this great idea. So I deserve most of the pot or the pie. But what's really true about it is an idea is worth 
absolutely nothing. An idea is only worth what you can do with it. So you're going to need people to make your idea happen. So how do you do that with in a fair way? The normal way people do it is they say, all right, let's do 50, 50, right? If it's two people, if it's three people, let's do a third. What ends up happening though, is that creates animosity because what will end up happening is one person or two people will start doing more work than the third person or the second person. And anybody who's ever been in business has seen this. What slicing pie does well is it takes a approach of the pie is shifting over time based on what we do. So let's say today I start a company. I say, it's me and you were 50, 50. I look up in a month and I'm doing all the work or you're doing all the work. And you look and you're like, Miguel's always on these shows, but he's not doing any work. Is that still fair for me to be 50, 50 in that month? Maybe not, but maybe next month I do all the work and you're on shows and now it is even right. So over time, this is going to start to shift around. And then let's say we got to bring in a third person. How does that affect it? Are we still 50, 50? Do we take fit? Do we take half of ours and give it to this person? No, you can't do that. Cause then that person owes more than you. So all these things, slicing pie has came up with a system and it's an online software too, that tracks what you do, how many sales you make, how much money you bring in, how much time you're putting in all kinds of things. And then it starts to show you what's a fair pie based on all that. And it, and any entrepreneur will understand, okay, I don't deserve more because this person is clearly doing more than me. So that's the first step. I believe, I believe the first step is to try to figure out how to bring in people that can help you with your idea, because a lot of this stuff needs a lot of different expertise. And if you don't have expertise that other people do, how do you get it without paying for it? Because it's easy to pay. But if you have an idea right now, you say, all right, I just identified right now. There's a problem during COVID that I know there's a problem even after COVID. How do I solve it? First step is I need an expert in this. You can say, all right, how much is that expert? Let's say that expert costs a hundred dollars an hour. All right. I need this person for five hours. I got to pay this five, got this person, woman or man, $500 right now. Do I have it? No, I don't. Or yes, I do. If you have it, pay the person. Then you keep the equity. But if you don't have it, what you can do is say, look, I'm going to pick your brain for five hours. I'm going to pay you for it. I can't pay you right now though. So what slicing pie does is says, okay, you have five hours of my company right now. I'm going to pay you a hundred dollars an hour. And you are one of my first investors. You're investing in my idea, right? So for five hours, I'm not only going to pay you 500, I'm going to pay you a thousand because what that does is it lets the person know I'm you're gambling on me right now and I'm giving you better odds. So instead of just saying, look, I'm going to give you 500 for your 500 of, of hours by saying, look, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars of equity in my business, whatever that's worth by you giving me your time. So what that does is it gets you higher level people to give him time, even on the, the hope of one day getting that thousand dollars, which in most startups, that's very tough. What I think I've been able to do with slicing pie that I think has been the, the real key is when you bring people in under that time, what you do is you only don't, you don't only bring people who are experts in whatever thing you may need. You bring in investors in the same way. So you, you've always heard the words, 
ask for money, get advice, ask for advice, get money twice. The key to getting money is getting people to buy in enough to learn about your idea and get into it. And once they get into it, they will start to understand the true opportunity. So if you brought in an investor and I've done this already multiple times during COVID, I've done this and you've seen one of the investors pack on previous um, shows. If you go and you tell an investor who's specific to an industry, Hey, I want to pick your brain, but I'm not going to, I'm going to pay you for it in equity through hours. And of course, no investor depends on where you are. If you go into investors and you go to investor meetings, that's different. But if you're going to investors and you just want their time at first, if you tell them that you're willing to pay for it, how many of them are not going to take it? So if you go to an investor right now and you said, look, I don't want, I don't want your money right now. I'm looking for advice. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you time. Let's say I give you five hours. At, let's say I was going to pay you 150K a year to be on my board, whatever it is, and I give you five hours. But realistically, I'm going to pay you like I'm paying you 300,000. So for five hours, I'm going to give you $150 an hour for those five hours of equity in my business. For those five hours. While you're in there talking to them about what the company does and what it does and what you need help from them with, you're, you're selling to them. You're showing them the idea and what will end up happening is they'll come in and say, okay, but what happens in this situation? What happens in this situation? And you'll start explaining it, right? Then you'll get to a certain point where you say, all right, I think I'm ready to raise money. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give whoever gives me money four times the value of their money in my startup. So this is all in the slicing pie model. So if you give me a thousand dollars, it's worth a $4,000 investment right now. So right now during COVID, I've been able to raise multiple, raise money for multiple companies this way. I'm bringing in experts. I'm bringing in people and I'm telling them, look, track your time, track your sales, track your relationships, track your ideas, everything. We're tracking everything. So nobody can feel like it's unfair. If you don't track, that's not the fault of anybody else. So what happens is eventually everybody sees the true opportunity. And what I've seen happen in these multiple companies is not only do we not need as much investment, people are investing themselves. So if you see, I just spent five hours on a company that could be huge because it does work now. It could work later. And all this company needs is about $10,000 to start. Let's say 5,000, make the math easy. All it needs is 5,000 to start. I'm pretty well off financially. I'm not as worried about the, this impending doom as most people are. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the investor. I'd rather put in the 5,000 because it's worth 20,000. So if you have four or five or six people and you can split that up, you can raise that money pretty easily. One of the biggest problems I see with startups is they believe they need a million dollars out the gate. And that almost is never true. I've known many startups and the ones that have needed that kind of capital up front is slim to none. They all believe, most of them believe they need that kind of money because they want to secure employees and, and make sure their salaries are good for a certain amount of time. But the truth is, 
The only amount of money you need is how much the software costs to create, to test your idea. So you don't need to test your entire idea though. You can just test one part of it. So right now I'm working with a startup. You'll hear about it in a, in a little while, not today, where they're testing an idea. They're going to test an idea. Weird to test an idea. And we started testing it before COVID. And we started with, ve- literally that company started with a $500 investment. And it te- we tested the idea. It worked. Then we did another $500 investment test. Then now we're going to do another five to $10,000 investment test. But over time, I'm getting more buy-in from more people, bringing in more people, bringing in more people. Of course, the pie is shifting around, but it doesn't matter because an idea is only as good as the people that come in and help it. So if I told this founder or in this one, I'm, I'm actually co-founder helping from the very beginning. If I said, look, let's get it to the point where we can get investors and I didn't do it the way I did, I would have needed, especially if I didn't do a lot of the, the skill stuff, if it was all paid for every single minute of work, this thing would have cost at least $50,000 to start. But in bringing people in and different skill sets in, I didn't have to pay that 50000 I paid maybe 10% of that is going to be the, where we're at. To, to test out the same level of idea, right? The book slicing pie, what it really does well is I believe, and what I'm doing right now is I'm having anybody who is interested in this model to and interested in startups and investing, read this book, because what I'm doing is I'm having that be the middle ground. Everybody understands each other. Cause that's where I see the big, the biggest hurdle is education. On both sides, right? An entrepreneur, educating an entrepreneur on how an investor thinks and educating an investor on how an entrepreneur thinks. Not only in general, but that specific entrepreneur and that specific investor. So what happens is if both sides understand each other's goal and how small the investment is going to take to test that and how it all works, not, oh, we'll figure it out later. Just do it and I'll give you money later. I'll give you equity later. No, we both understand slicing pie, right? So we're taking our time. We're um, both investing, right? So I'm getting something for my investment. You're getting something for your investment. And now it's much more of a level playing field about how to proceed. So what I've been doing is I must have had at least 20 people read this book in the last month. And so much so that I've reached out to the author. And the author has been going back and forth for me. I even had an hour long call with him about how I'm implementing it with MetaBronx, with the startups we're working with, with as mass ideation and Mobicentrics and all these different things that I'm working on. So the key to what I've seen is people not trusting each other with each other's time. Because if you say, look, I can work on this and, and, and you can, you, you'll hear investors say this a lot. You expect me to work and give you money? That's two things I'm really not interested in doing. I'm really interested in doing one, giving you money. So I'm going to pause it there and I'm bringing on one of the MetaBronx startups who is very interesting right now in these specific times. His company is called Saveaway. And this is Ohm from Saveaway. How are you, Ohm? Very well, very well. Couldn't be uh, better. 
it's the worst of times and the best of times, Mickey Well. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So in this in this show, my format is I bring people on, I explain how I met them, and then I give them a chance to talk about their backgrounds, and then we talk about their business. So the first thing is how I met Ohm. Ohm came to us through our Village Capital Partnership at Metabronx. Metabronx is an accelerator program we have in the Bronx where we help startups grow, and then we put young people from the communities of color as interns, paid interns, in those startups. So that's what Metabronx does. So Ohm was part of a nation, a, a actually global competition of startups that we're looking for to, to get to a better position for funding. And we had an application that had, I think it was about 60 applications, 60 companies came in and OWN was one of the top six and OWN won the contest to be one of our six products. So what, where OWN is now is, OWN is uh, a company with patents that has a, a, a product that's live. That's correct, yes. Okay, I'm getting some feedback. I'm not sure if it's me speaking and you, I'm hearing it, uh, but are you on a phone or a computer? On a computer, yeah. All right, so maybe if you have headphones, I'm not sure. Um, so Ohm is working in the financial market. His background is in financial and he created a startup that helps people save for things. It's called Save Away. But, so for mine, the way I'll explain it, Save Away is, it's like layaway for anything. But what... Ohm has a patent on that is very cool is not only one person is saving, you can have multiple people that help someone save for them. So when, when he gets back, I'll have him explain his background and his his company. But what I believe is interesting about what Ohm and Ohm is one of the people I've had with this uh slicing pie, um, is Ohm is in a position to help people right now with the financial situation everyone is going through. And I, I think Ohm's background is, is pretty specific in him being able to help. Yeah, 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 we can hear you just fine. All right, that's awesome. That works. So, Ohm, tell them about yourself. Tell them about your personal background. Tell them, and then tell them about your idea. Sure thing. Thank you for having us, Miguel, first and foremost. It's an honor and a privilege, as they say in Old English, to be part of <laughs> uh, six within the dozens of very promising ventures you've had. The genesis of Save Away, you know, the platform and Inspirave, the organization, goes back to the simple observation that uh, I think comes out of a couple of decades that I've spent in the intersection of retail and financial services, okay. which is the fact that people don't wake up to see and manage their money. Uh, people wake up to see their bigger goals, dreams, and aspirations are fulfilled. And oftentimes, I think in the culture of conspicuous com consumption that we've been, oftentimes that uh, takes them down the uh, slippery slope of credit, which becomes debt. So in a nutshell, that's precisely where our Save Away platform comes in. Rather than utilizing credit at the point of sale, the irony is today, if you can't afford something and you don't have credit, you don't really have another option. So what we've done is combined financial planning in that path to purchase so that the purchases that you're making are thoughtfully done with the advice and counsel of friends and family 
one of the more flattering things that any journalist has said about us is unlike the best of e-commerce platforms where you get reviews from anonymous strangers, in our Save Away platform, you get advice from friends and family who really care about you and have your best interests at heart. So you make better decisions, including what to buy, what not to buy, and then you actually save up and save more through our now patented technology to be able to fulfill those purchases by combining your own periodic inflows with support, social gifting from friends and family, and the best offer from the seller and any partnering uh, financial institution. So you end up saving more until you have that purchase fulfilled. And the nice thing about that is the end user is a winner, the seller is a winner, and the entity that's holding the funds is also a winner rather than charging people punitively high interest rates and late fees, et cetera. Here you're aligning the fulfillment of the goal with the fulfillment of the sale on the part of the partners. Doing it right now. Okay. So cool. So I guess right now, of course, we're dealing with tough times. I mean, you've had this conversation at Meta Bronx. What would you say, how would you say your, and I know you were listed on the Forbes companies of tech startups to, to look for during these tough times. So talk to us about that article and, and how you see yourself and your startup able to help people right now. Sure. Our tagline has been, uh, save for what matters. And I well, think actually, actually, before we get to that, talk about your background. Let's talk about your background first, sure. your, your path of entrepreneurship. This is the entrepreneur hour. So we want to make sure people who sure. are like us understand the, the trials and tribulations and how to get through them. So sure. start there. Yeah, I think, look, I'm, uh, I'm like the millions before me and immigrant myself. I came to this country with a one-way ticket to go to school at, at Stanford very fortunate to have had that uh, opportunity. Actually, one of the reasons I went there is because they had the largest physics accelerator for doing experiments in subatomic particles. At nice. that time, I was hoping to be a, a physicist and Stanford had at the time, oh, you know, in four consecutive <laughs> years. That's uh, produ produce a Nobel laureate. So little did I, <laughs> did anyone know that I would go down the, uh, talk about the slippery slope into the world that I'm now in. Oh, finally, uh, right? But I think that, yeah, but, go ahead. That, that just reminds me of something where, you know, right now the, the greatest minds are in finance instead of in science and things that actually may matter more, but <laughs> it's just, uh, it's pretty interesting that I, I didn't even know that about you, but uh, makes sense. Ohm went to Oxford University too. Yeah, that was an exchange program. I was actually, <laughs> it was uh, the very early days of uh, quantum computing, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. <laughs> this was uh, going back a couple of decades, so it's a little bit dated. So I appreciated what it meant to be in quote-unquote you know, not just leading, but bleeding edge. And one of the things that I realized is what really mattered the most to me is the impact that 
the work that I did, the impact that it had in the lives of other people. Be it on R&D or working for some of the biggest banks that I have over the last couple of decades, I realized that somewhere along the line that ability to make an impact in the lives of those who most need it is something that I think has always been my true north. And I think the journey at uh, Inspirave, the journey with the Save Away platform, is really about that. Look, uh, many times the immigrant within us all that seeks a better life and a better opportunity for the people around us are looking to do things that really push the boundaries, despite the naysayers saying that it ain't possible, the entrepreneur within us makes it happen. And I think that is fundamental to the tenet of Inspirib, uh, that no matter how audacious the goal is, whatever it is that you're looking to obtain for that social moment in life, whether it's your wedding, whether it's your anniversary, whether it's your graduation, and all things in between, one of our related taglines is no goal is out of reach if you set your mind to it. And with our Save Away platform, we're providing you the tools so that not in the way the Jonases did uh, during the financial crisis, but in fact, in quite the opposite way, you're actually demonstrating the discipline and the deliberation guided by the people that care about you the most to help fulfill the goals that matter the most to you. I think that has been, <laughs> I think, the journey that has brought me here. So, so, from, so. Go ahead, from what? Finish, sorry. Well, from my <laughs> humble beginnings in, the, yeah. in, in, in Calcutta, in India, where I was uh, born. Of you, course, you're uh, going back. from Calcutta, and then you went to Stanford straight? Or you, you went to Stanford, or you went to Oxford? Yeah, I, I, I did my undergrad at uh, at Stanford, so that was my big safari to the to the Western Hemisphere and so at uh, what point to the West Coast. In Stanford, did you in Stanford? Is it like just everybody takes entrepreneurship, or did you shift towards that way? I think it was actually, as I mentioned to you, I wasn't terribly bitten by the entrepreneurship bug when I was there. I was actually looking to pursue path in science and math. Those are the things that I majored in. So in a lot of ways, the focus that I've had in entrepreneurship, I think, has come out of, I think, the lessons that I have learned around the way the world is, uh, is not really in, in the best interest of everyone involved. And I think it's ever more so for people that are in the margins people that are immigrants like myself. And I think that has, I think, driven, uh, I think that has been such a nagging <laughs> annoyance to me over a multi-year and a multi-decade period that I think that has uh, spurred on finding myself in the service of something that we think will hopefully positively impact the lives of many to help them reach big goals and help them do in disciplined, deliberate, and sustainable ways. I think that's the dream of an immigrant. I'd like to think that's the American dream in a lot of ways as well. And uh, that's what we're uh, looking to make happen with this platform. So 
I guess, what do you remember the point where you went from science and math to entrepreneurship? Well, I think, uh, yeah, look, I think one of my um, first gigs, I think, out of school was looking at new product development, looking at lots of organizations, driving innovation, filing patents, this, that, and the other thing. And I think there is one of the things that I realize is that there is a fundamental difference between innovation and invention. And I think the best way to make the future happen is to invent it. And I think that's why I've felt that I think doing something that's truly inventive, bringing that to life, giving birth to that, making sure that it gets adoption is uh, probably the best thing to to make happen. And I think you can listen to a number of people on the topic around how economic growth really happens. And I think a big part of that, a driver of that economic growth is growth in productivity. And the big part of that driver of productivity growth is driven by new inventions that uh, didn't exist before. So quickly give your your quick synopsis of what your product does, your, your elevator pitch. Sure. Yeah, let's say you are, you know, one of those people that for any number of reasons through this pandemic are finding yourself needing to shelter at home, work from home and study from home. And all of a sudden you realize, Hey, you don't have a computer at home. Uh, and that's actually the case for a high proportion of households and people today. Yep. So that's precisely where our Save Away platform would come in. If you're looking to get a computer, a laptop, what have you, very quickly can go into our platform. We are allowing for integration with some of the leading merchants and retailers. We have affiliate partnerships with eBay, Best Buy, at CMI, a growing number of retailers, and we welcome uh, other retailers to join the platform as well. And so in one fell swoop, you can actually get access to the platform, search for whatever you're looking for, invite your friends and family, they can help you make a better decision, and they can help you create, contribute to your financial plan. So let's say the laptop costs uh, 500 bucks and you only have 100. So you put that 100 aside into a savings wallet that originates an account where you can periodically keep making deposits. Friends and family can gift into it. And the seller, if they want to provide a special bonus uh, or the partnering bank, if they want to provide a special bonus, they can as well. And so net, you're saving more until you've saved up enough to hit that target amount. And lo and behold, that computer is smiling at your door or your nearest store. Okay. And so, fulfills the circle. So I, I, I leave this, this show open to as many entrepreneurs to come in as possible. So I, just in case another entrepreneur jumps in, what type of help do you feel like you need outside of the current situation you have? You said... If you're a retailer, if you have something that you want to put on the platform where people can combine, save for, what else is something your startup could use right now? Other than users, right? Like, of course, everybody uh, watching should download the SaveAway app or the save, go to the saveaway.net website. What else? 
Uh, I think that's a big thing. I think if everyone, I think one of the lessons that I think we're learning from this pandemic is the importance of having a cushion. People have talked about uh, this as the black swan, if you will, but the author of the black swan, Nassim Nicholas Talib, made an interesting point that this ain't a black swan at all. This is a white swan. What's the difference between a white swan and a black swan? A white swan is something that is entirely predictable and almost inevitable that something like that will happen. Mm. And we can take uh, protective measures to ensure that we prevent uh, white swan events. So, so in a, a lot of ways- swan, A white swan is something that's predictable, a black swan is something that's not predictable? Uh, yes, not to that same extent. It's on, on a relative basis, it's not something that is easy to easy to predict, whereas you, for certain that a white swan event will happen. So, all right, we're going into questions. Hold on. Because the startup is huge, but this financial crisis affects everyone. So I've been hearing people, and since you're a finance guy, talk about the stock market and how 401ks and all this stuff was going to be affected. Someone actually, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Kawasaki, I forgot. Richard Kawasaki, yeah. Yeah. He basically said everyone should get out the stock market right now because over the net, it was on his show, but he had a, he had an expert who he trusts said, you should get out your 401k because over the next 10 years, it's going to go down 2% a year. What kind of financial information do you think people should know and should be doing right now? Sure. I think, look, I think there are a lot of great experts that I think can and have commented on this. I think the, I think you ought to, if you think about the average uh, household and individual in this country that is living and doesn't have $400 for a rainy day saved up, I think no time is as uh, timely as this one to be able to save up and create that savings cushion uh, for yourself. That's, of course, easier said than done. It is certainly hoped that through the uh, stimulus and through the incentives, the checks that some will be receiving, whether it's the $1,200 or the special uh, dispensation that uh, the uh, Treasury has created for small uh, businesses, people will get some relief. And I think it's important uh, when you receive that to be able to, in as much as you want to thoughtfully spend it for things that are clearly essential and important, it's also important, if possible, to utilize a part of that to create a cushion or a buffer for yourself. One of the key things, and this is true of your personal finances as much as it is true for finances of companies as much as it's true in nature is that the people that succeed in the longer term always have a protective buffer that they create for themselves because that's nature's way of ensuring that species actually doesn't become extinct. So I think that's equally applicable to us. So you're basically Uh, saying saving right now that stimulus check is what people should be doing? I think a part of that should be set aside to weather inevitable shocks that you might encounter. Of course, a part of that should be spent on the things that you truly need, want, and aspire to, no doubt. So, so uh, but I think there needs to be a balance. Argument, that's the argument me and you were having, our argument. We're having a discussion about 
saving right now versus not being able to save because you got to pay bills and you can't even afford to do that. But I got <laughs> we got another entrepreneur on. We'll we'll keep the conversation going. But I want to introduce Edwin Rogers. Edwin is a founder of Setup Remote. And the way the format works, Edwin, is I talk about how we met, then I talk about, and then you talk about your background, and then we, we, we start going into everything. So I met Edwin a few years ago speaking at NAB. Me and, me, and, me and Edwin were speaking at the conference in Las Vegas, one of the biggest conferences in Las Vegas. And he was speaking about VR. I was speaking about AR, the after parties we met. And we're like, oh, we're from New York. Edwin's Dominican, I'm Puerto Rican. He came by Metabronx one day to check us out. That day he happened to, no, stay, stay home. That day happened to be a bunch of entrepreneurs there. Actually, AOC actually came by that day. You were there. Oh, wow. I don't know if you remember, you may have left. Uh, but there was a bunch of entrepreneurs. It was just a crazy day. A bunch of entrepreneurs came by. So Edwin now is working on a system to rival Zoom. I know, I know it's a high pressure, but... Talk about your current, your background. First of all, your background, where, where you work, what you, your history, and then your company. Yeah, my background is primarily VR. I do a lot of work doing 360 video. I don't know if this is me. Maybe it's my other monitor. Let me turn that off. It's getting some weird feedback. Oh, yeah, a lot of times it's, the, it's the, the microphone. Like having headphones helps. Um, I'm yeah. not sure why. Sorry about that. I know. I think it was my second monitor. I was giving some feedback. Okay. Yeah. So I, again, um, I do a lot of 360 video content creation. I've been doing that for many years. I've uh, been working with NBC News primarily, uh, doing uh, 360 immersive journalism and stuff like that. Is that has been my passion for a very long time. And um, if you want to see some of my work, you can go to vrvideo.tv and check that kind of um, work out. Uh, so, but <clears throat> recently I've been working on what I'm set up remote, which is basically a way to have a customizable video conference experience rather than just have a zoom call where all the buttons and features are all set up and you can't really change it or customize it. We want to create something where it's more customizable. So like if you're a um, teacher and you need to remote with your students, yeah, having a system that could take attendance or could actually have features that are clearly specific to what you need. That's what Setup Remote is about. And it's, I like to describe it as a video conferencing content management system, similar. So think of like Zoom and Squarespace had a baby, it'd be Setup Remote. Awesome. Awesome. So this show, I'm, I'm mostly trying to get information to entrepreneurs, right? So you yeah. as an entrepreneur, home as an entrepreneur, I know we always need help. We always need different things right now. I know you, you didn't hear what Ohm does, but Ohm has a, a software that allows people to save for things, right? So his software has a, he has a patent to allow multiple people to save for one item and then that person can purchase it. So one thing I like to do at Metabronx, which is where, where most of the magic happens is have multiple entrepreneurs meet each other, collaborate and see where their possible collaborations between them and us and other people we may know. If you had to say, what were some key things you need to get your setup remote to the next level and ohm, same thing, what would those be? Because 
not only between us three, maybe somebody in our audience could uh, also jump in and maybe able to give some help there. So start with uh, you, Edwin, because I think Ohm may have started saying it already. So start mm-hmm. with you, and then you'll say yours again, Ohm. I think right now, this business environment, this climate is um, challenging everyone, uh, stretching everyone, big corporations, small um, businesses, especially any kind of brick and mortar businesses. They're really struggling. Like if you think of like your local barbershop or your local salon or your local restaurant, obviously it's a really clear, visible, um, struggling um, business right now. And I think there's so many needs. Like, I and I've been really actively thinking about and trying to figure out how can us as technologists create solutions for these acute needs right now. So what I've been talking to other entrepreneurs and seeing some of the things that people need, one, first and foremost, financial assistance. Some people have very limited rainy day fund and no, not a lot of people plan for pandemic funds. Even the biggest companies in the world haven't planned for that. Exactly. That is something that is really in need. So so people first, they need money, right? That's the first thing. And I think Ohm, you were alluding to earlier when I heard what the federal government is doing, but how could people help other people and create services and needs for each other? I think another really important thing is knowing how to get access to grants and so, um, so right yeah. now there's a grant that everyone applied for on friday the whole mm-hmm. stimulus uh recovery i don't i don't remember the exact name but i was on the phone with an accountant and uh, she was telling us how to apply for that so yeah. that, that's a thing right now everybody should be trying to get but she said it is highly depending on payroll so or on how many how you've paid people in the past yeah. So if you're a startup, that could be a little tough because you're yeah. in the point where you haven't paid anyone yet. Yeah. So uh, again, there's different companies that have different needs and different people have different needs. I think that what I'm trying to focus on is finding solutions. So there are, you know, I'm a technologist. I love sitting around creating new ideas, creating new um, projects. And there are like, a lot of COVID-19 hackathons, a lot of them are t- targeted towards like medical like needs for <clears throat> the medical community, creating ventilators and masks and or connecting businesses that are in distress with people so that they know that these businesses are still open or not, that kind of thing. But I think that one of the things that is really needed is a way, it's like a smart way to connect People with skills, with people who need the skills. And so that's what I'm trying to ideate around and work around and try to figure out personally, how could I create something that would help other people and other businesses during this really like remote time? And, you know, I would love to talk to people and brainstorm about certain ideas that I personally have that I want to create. But right now, what I'm thinking about is like, what if there was a, like a, instead of a crowdfunding platform where you're just like, here's money, instead you're getting um, something in return, like an instant service. So for example, I'm a, let's say you're a barbershop barber and I'm wearing a hat all the time because I need a haircut. Someone could walk me through how to cut my own hair 
maybe someone could show me how to cook. And I, and then basically, well, that's, that's a good idea. like right yeah. now, these are different ideas that remote is putting us in a situation where there's still an opportunity as a barber, right? If you think, damn, my shop is closed. I can't do anything. That's exactly. Or you could say, what if I start giving virtual haircuts and teach people how to do their own hair? Yeah, I think, I think what, I, what virtual is a really broad term. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying, what I'm thinking about is what if there is a one-to-one lesson that, so that the, like someone who's a restaurant who works at a restaurant and is out of work, but knows how to make amazing cocktails could show people how to make amazing cocktails. That is going to be a value to lots of people. But how, but a lot of people are struggling. They might not be able to pay, but what, instead of it being like a crowdfunding where it's, you're begging for money in a way, why could you just tip people like you would tip your bartender for, for teaching you something amazing. And so that's what I'm trying to think about. I'm trying to think about blockchain as a way of sending micro payments. So it's not even lots of people with micro, with creating a micro transaction might lead to a lot of benefit for that. For the person that's broadcasting, and uh, yeah, I'm so always that, thinking that, of that, that gives me a, a point of interaction between the two of you, which is microtransactions, blockchain. Oh, are you considering any of that in your platform, like with Saveaway, the whole blockchain? Sure. Yeah. No. I think. Look. I think we're definitely considering microtransactions. If you think about what our platform is, it's really all about micro. Same thing. I think uh, micro lending is well covered with the work that Mohammed Yunus did with lending with the Grameen Bank that I guess he won the uh, Nobel Prize, among other things, for. I think what, you know, what, what, what I think there is a great opportunity around, to your point, Edwin, around people helping each other, is uh, giving people a canvas where they can share and signal what they truly need so that when others know about that, they can support your goals. And absolutely, I think the the blockchain is a great way of uh, doing that. It's definitely part of version 2.0 of of what we have anticipated as part of our product roadmap. I think the reality of... Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm trying to keep it to an hour. I wanted you sure. to show your your platform. Can you show people really quickly, like how it works, and then sure. we'll try to get the last ten minutes of you guys interacting and maybe figuring out a way of collaborating or just more understanding of what you need, where the audience, and then maybe between us we, we can help. So go ahead. Show Super. Yeah, happy to do that. So. Here, so if uh, I'm assuming everyone can see the screen yep. here, correct? Yep, everyone can see. Okay, very good. So this is the landing page of our app. You can search for whatever it is that you're looking for. You can, for example, in one fell swoop, just by doing a simple search, actually bring up all the things in that category. And you can go ahead and compare it by adding it to your wish list. And this wish list is a magical way for you to invite friends and family to be able to vote and comment on it. So if I invite someone, then they would get notified and they can then go ahead and comment on whether what they think 
about that goal. So here, I got notified, and now I can go ahead and vote on whether that particular user should or shouldn't be getting it. Cool, very cool. So, so and then they can actually go ahead and create a plan around that chosen item. In, in my case, I already have a plan in motion, choose a target date, make an initial deposit, set up recurring re contributions, and lo and behold, through the power of the platform, they're actually able to save in multiple ways through their own deposit, gifting from friends and family, and the discount from the seller to be able to make the purchase. Awesome, awesome. So that was a quick, nice tutorial about how to save. Edwin just explained his uh, setup remote.com. What do you guys think right now is one of your, your biggest needs, knowing that where we are in COVID and then even after COVID, right? Let's say COVID is over. What is one of your big needs? So we could uh, see if anybody in the audience or maybe even between us, we can help each other. Oh, fuck. Oh, we just... I love <laughs> I love I, I exited out. Sorry, I'll get him back on. <laughs> Talk about right. you, Edwin. Talk about you. I'll, I'll get him yeah, back Well, as, as far as needs are concerned, my, I guess my desire is to help people that are struggling with their needs. For from, from me, marketing and getting... We're a startup. We just... Um, launched the with this past month, which is very there's there's not a lot of uh, awareness, and so our big need is just to get people to understand understand it and know what we have to offer. Like it's an alternative to Zoom. It's a lot simpler, less buttons, and it's in beta right now. But yeah, you could check us out. So you're looking um, for clients that you're looking for clients that are possible users of your technology, basically. Yeah, right now when the what we're trying to create is something that is simple and integrated into your own website. So if you are nike.com, I'm just making up, you could have video.nike.com, all your employees are in there having these kinds of video call conversations. Instead of going out to an exterior platform, everything could be customized to your actual needs for your remote um, work. And that could apply to several verticals. So like, for example, you can have a conference, which is what me and you, Miguel, have been talking about for different conferences like mm -hmm. NAB, where people, where the video conferencing tool is set up for each exact exhibitor. Yeah. Or you can have a telemote, telemedicine solution where doctors and, and patients are connected and then the doctor-patient um, information is set up. Customizable video conferencing solutions exactly. to whatever industry-specific makes sense. Oh, exactly. how about you? What is what are some of your biggest needs uh, right now? I know users is the same idea versus Edwin has needs clients. You need users. What else? I know we talked about partnerships for saving for things. Is there uh, anything else? Uh, sure. I think we are looking and, and very much welcome once you've had a chance to check out the platform yourself, Edwin, uh, and everyone else that's tuning in you're certainly welcome to become a power user and then we want you to genuinely benefit from the platform that's the most important thing that's where it all starts uh and then once you have you can whatever organization you may be associated with whatever employer you may be working with there are a couple of employers that have reached out to us about uh potentially offering this as an employee benefit Miguel, I know you and I have spoken about how schools may be able to harness this for extending it as a benefit for their students to buy their computer for working from home. 
or work, studying from home, taking their finals, etc. So we welcome outreach from schools, financial counseling uh, centers, financial institutions, in addition to retail brands, one of the things that we are contemplating is making this as a part of ensuring many more people get benefit from it, looking at the option of a private label version of our platform that can be available. Label for people to use and save their own things. That's correct. Yeah. For for particular brands or or retailers. So to Edwin's point, if uh, people need uh, Nike shoes for going running indoors or outdoors. This is a great platform to save up for it. If brands such as Nike or any others, or even your local boutique uh, down the street is looking for something that will allow many more people to save up, then this is a great platform. Because if you think about it, it's dual pain relief. If you walk in online or in store, and can't afford the item, that's only pain for you as the buyer, but it's also pain for the seller because you're just interested buyer that's potentially going to walk away after you put in all the effort to bring them in. So this is a great conversion tool for a lot of brands. And the entire premise here is when the, the consumer, the student, the worker gets access to something they wouldn't, the seller gets a sale and a channel and a customer they otherwise wouldn't. And so with uh, all of our other partners. So yeah, Edwin, certainly anyone else tuning in would welcome the opportunity to talk about how you may be able to harness this yourself and with some of the other organizations you're working with. Edwin, I know we gave him some time to show his product. You have time, you, you have the screen. Uh, yeah, right now. I could show a demo of, of how it works. I, it's basically, right now, if you go to setupremote.com, you can check out. It's just a way, some, it's just right now a landing page to for enterprises that are interested in getting access. But for certain businesses, like, for example, the terrific, we, we could set up a, a completely white-labeled, system and you create a room like i'm gonna just put test right now and then uh, my name and then the it's just a, a video yeah. conferencing platform i, I wonder if it, oh wow so it's taking that's all right i'm sure it's gonna i thought it would break using <laughs> video for both i know that's crazy because i'm using multiple tabs on my window but sure. then obviously people could jump into this um, room we could have conversations and everything's locked to this complete to, to this business and we're just creating it custom for each their individual business so that they could have their own video conferencing tool that's created to them not all the zooms buttons yeah. and, and, and right now with privacy for instance zoom is yeah. like taking it on the chin and people yep. are literally worried about that so you know I, it's not about competition for me it's just about a different option for people who want sure. to try something different sure so right. I know we, we passed the hour. Is there any questions for me to, for each other or any, I know we put up each other's websites, we put everybody's website up any, or any final words for any other entrepreneurs that may be thinking about making the jump, especially right now. This is when times when most people, the economy drops and people are like, let me figure it out. And a lot of, you know, good stories come from times like this. So any advice for entrepreneurs watching? And any final words or any how to, anything you think of? 
I just want to say like right now everyone's um, struggling in, in different ways and but tomorrow's going to be better than today because we're all working together to try to find solutions and that's the 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 key. I, I think there's a lot of doom and gloom in the media right now that's just not fun when you're you know stuck in your basement or whatever but I, the sun is still shining, birds are still chirping. We're alive. You know, <laughs> and life will continue. So use this time like to work hard and make the world a better place because it's, it, it, this has happened before and it will happen again. And right now we're, we're just, it's a learning experience for this generation. How about you, Om? Well, I think there is the Japanese expression of the kanji within every challenge lies an opportunity. So I think out of the ashes, what you described as an apocalypse, Miguel, I think will rise those that will shine. And so I think the way to find yourself and your potential, now is the time to make that happen. Find it by cultivating uh, a network of people that you build relationships with, help them help you support you in the goals, set big goals, set audacious goals. And know that there are platforms, ours among them, uh, through the Save Away that will help you make better decisions for yourself, share those experiences with your loved ones, and let no one or no circumstance convince you that something is out of reach. You have challenges just as in the same way everyone around you likely has, even though those challenges may be unique. But within us all, I think there is an inner force that, when unleashed, I think will allow us to do good for all the people around us. And if we do that, then from that will come our very own good and our own prosperity. So here's to saving for that what matters. So thank you very much, Edwin and Miguel. All right, guys. Thank you for coming on, and thanks for watching. That concludes today's episode. If you've listened all the way through, I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. And follow me in all social platforms linked in the description so we can be engaged. And hopefully I can help you create more revenue streams and help you with your ideas. Thank you so much. Have a good day.